My name is Matt Brown. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. And let's start the show. because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. So happy to have you, old friends, new friends alike, and everybody, we are about to be entertained, informed, and inspired as we honor the great prince this morning. May he rest in peace. We miss you. Fun fact, Let's Go Crazy, one of my favorite songs in this world. But before we get into the fun, I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And to check out all exclusive content regarding this show, go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and see all the great things we have to offer regarding this endeavor. We have every single podcast on the site. The links to all our podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Plus, you can check out the videos of every single podcast on our site as well. You can also check out other great things on the website, such as the blogs I've written, my resume. You can check out the link to our merchandise store, thanks to Zazzle. That's all on the pu- Productive Conversations podcast website for us all to enjoy and take in also check us out in the world of social media we're on instagram at productive conversations podcast we're on twitter at prod convo pod we're on tiktok at productive conversations and you could check out all the great content we have on social media so lots to do lots to discuss lots of fun to be had and experienced first i hope everybody had a great weekend i certainly did had a lot of fun down in jersey city with some great company over the weekend Shouts to my great buddies in this world. You know who you are. And it was such a great time. Also, as we're recording this, the New York Knicks are playing a playoff game. Game one is, at the time of this recording, not finished yet. But uh, I'm about to tune in after this 
intro recording and have an amazing time with that. My Knicks are in the playoffs. So you'll hear a lot of Knicks chat over the next, hopefully, two months. But we're going to take this in. We're playing with house money. The fact that we go from being a god-awful team with a franchise who had just a dreadful eight years to the fourth seed and a legitimate threat who plays defense, who has rising stars, and is nothing but a joy to watch. The New York Knicks are playing a playoff game as we're recording this, and I hope by the time this episode drops here today on the 24th of May, I certainly hope we are up one game to none. And also, I am five days late on this because when I delivered Thursday's episode, this event already happened, but the Yankees... A no-hitter. Corey Kluber pitches a no-hitter for the Yankees against the Texas Rangers. What a time. I was really multitasking on Wednesday night when this happened. I was watching the NBA playing games. I was watching a movie, Lethal Weapon 2, which is a great movie, by the way. A uh, sequel that's better than its original, in my opinion. A lot of fun. Great chemistry, and it takes it another another notch off the typical buddy buddy cop movie. But, you know, I'm watching the game as well, and by the time it's the seventh inning, that's when I actually noticed, wow, there's zeros across the board. Corey Kluber's nine outs away from pitching a no-hitter. And I watched that, and I saw the final three outs, the final three outs with my dad and brother. And, yeah, what a special, what a special moment seeing that. That was really sweet. I'll always remember where I was when Corey Kluber threw a no-hitter. And, well, that was just a special memory. And let's just start a special memory today. Why is that? Because we have Matt DiMatteo on the Productive Conversations podcast today. He is truly one of the best guys I've ever met in my life. He's reliable. He's funny. He has great things to say. And we get into a lot of random topics, a lot of deep topics, and we get into a epic, and I mean epic, epic episode of the Productive Conversations podcast, which is no doubt a classic. And yeah, uh, you just get giddy when you hang out with Matt DiMatteo. He is that cool of a dude. And with that, let's get to it right away. Matt DiMatteo, it's your turn. Let's get to it. And gentlemen, we have a legend. We have one of the coolest people in the state of New Jersey, and in fact, around the entire United States. One of my favorite people I've ever gotten known in college, and this is literally one of my favorite guests already. And I'm so happy he's here to join us, Matt DiMatteo. Welcome to the Productive Conversations podcast. Thank you for joining us, my friend. How are we doing, bro? Doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm glad to be on. Oh, man, we are all glad to have you. I can see the smiles on people's faces right now when we launch on Monday, on this today, this Monday. And like I said, this is just really exciting. So before we get into the fun and everything, tell me what you've been up to. How's uh, how's everything? How's the fam? How's the friends? How's uh, how's life treating you as this world's getting back to normal? Yeah, it's it's been all right. You know, I'm uh 
I've been working constantly throughout the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm, I moved out of my home, you know, I'm becoming an adult. So look at sure that. got more bills to pay, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when it comes to trying to see people, it's been hard, you know, mm-hmm. it's been very hard, but, uh, the moments that we can get together, it's been good. And, you know, hopefully sooner than later, I will be able to see more of each other and see everybody else and everything like that. It's been a shame, man. You said it perfectly, man. And that's what's great now. Weather's getting nice again. Everyone's having a good time. And we'll make it happen. And where, where are you living nowadays? So I'm, I, I used to live over in Paramus, in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I just moved about two towns over. Uh, we're in River Edge, not too far from home, but got myself an apartment um, with my girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've just been rocking and rolling. Actually, a lease is about to go up. So we're trying to find someplace nicer. Oh, yeah? With the porcelain floors, the nice golden toilets, you know. Something hey, it's time. Place, you know? <laughs> where, were you, where are you thinking? Where are you thinking? Staying in Burger County? You want to see what else is out there in Jersey? You want to go know, to other states? You want to go yeah. to another country? What you thinking? Well, another country would be nice. You know, <laughs> Italy, you know? Yeah, out. right. <laughs> uh, you know, but we've been talking about a couple of different things, man. You know, sometime maybe go back up to Boston or Massachusetts, go oh, down yeah. to Florida, you know, um, some nice weather, get away from like all the craziness over here that's been going on in, in Jersey um, and just change pace maybe. But for now, you know, locally, we're looking like a couple towns over and um, if we go anywhere far, you know, if we're going to Florida, I'm going to have to, you know, get a little bit of a tan going on <laughs> start working out a little bit more. Cause you're gonna be hanging out on the beach and I don't look yeah. good right now. I gotta look a little bit better, you know? <laughs> well, I believe in you. I got your support for that glow, but we're all just happy to have your presence, Matt. <laughs> and you know, I've been hanging out in Jersey city a lot and we should all Ooh. reunite. And, uh, I'm definitely will be in touch with that. Uh, before you go to, if, especially if you're going down South, I got to catch you before that happens, but that'll be great. As you said, as this world's getting back to normal. In Jersey City, I was just actually over there last Saturday. Look at that. See, isn't Jersey City the place? Isn't it something else? It's the place to be, man. I mean, the views are insane. I mean, I understand. It's funny. I understand there's some not so nice areas. But once you get through it, it's like an adventure maze. You get through the hard part. Then you're just you get to see Manhattan. I think you just there's no there's no. uh there's no bad vibes against the bad parts, but um, <laughs> we just appreciate what we have here. And as you said, like the world getting back to normal, man, how are you getting ready, ready for this? Are you, uh, if you don't mind me asking, are you vaccinated? Are you not into the vaccinations? Are you just, um, as this world is getting back to normal, how have you been adjusting to uh, the new times ahead? Yep. I got vaccinated. Um, I got to look at my car, but last uh in February, like middle of February, and I got my second one in uh, in March. Oh, First okay, one, cool. Little loopy, you know. I think it's because I didn't eat nothing or anything like that. But the second one, no problems. Uh, I know it made us a lot more comfortable. My family's got it, so it made me more comfortable. Definitely. Um, everyone's got to be safe. But you know, I'm always masked up, especially at work. I don't have a problem wearing that thing because I've been wearing it for basically a year now, mm-hmm. and um, you know. Breathing my own face. I don't know. It's whatever. <laughs> it's all used to it, you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah, I've been uh, I've also vaccinated. I finished my second dose just about 
I think actually today's my 10th day. So I guess technically fully vaccinated nice. and same thing. The first shot, my arm was pretty sore for a week, but I didn't feel any symptoms. Then the second one, I did feel a little lousy in the, it was weird on Saturday morning. I, I got it on a Saturday morning by Saturday night. I was just really tired. That's what was really it. No sweats or flu like symptoms is very tired. And then I woke up tired, but then after just hydrating some more and eating, I was ready to go and I've never been more appreciative of fresh air now. Oh, exactly. No, that's the thing. I think <clears throat> I've been telling everybody who's been going to get, make sure you eat, make sure you got something to drink because mm-hmm. you're going to start to feel loopy. You're going to get a little scared. that's doing something to you, but make sure you're good. You know, Absolutely. you go get it. Nice little shot. And then you'll be on your way and give me a freedom. Yeah. Freedom, freedom. <laughs> that's the big word right there. You know, what's crazy. And the day my, I got my vac. So, like I said, leaving, it's nine in the morning already. So, all right, I, we're going to make it really worth it. I'm leaving at um, around 8.15 in the morning. I had to go to Bridgeport, Connecticut. So it was about 20 minutes from where I'm at in Norwalk. And my car breaks down. Literally dead. My car breaks oh my down. God. Right in my neighborhood, at least. It wasn't too far. But honestly, it, it was really weird. So, like... I care more about getting the vaccine than my car, to be honest, because of how like the emphasis and the importance of getting it. So I called my mom and she scooped me, but I had to drive her back to work. And then I had to go down to Bridgeport while my car is still dead, (laughs) just chilling there. And after I got my dose, I had my brother help (laughs) get the tow truck in order. And yeah, the car was out for a week. And I just got it back now, but it really just hit me now that I got the second dose, the second dose and everything. But I'll always remember that was the first time a car ever broke down, gotten the claim. Shouts to Geico. Geico really does yeah. save you 50 percent. Shout or more. out to Geico real quick. Shout out to Geico. 100 percent. Dude, with you, man. they turned about a $3,000 bill to a $300 deductible. Oh my god! I mean, I, like I knew what he was doing. That person knew what he was doing. <laughs> for real, I don't know who I'm. I gotta look for him and and give him everything. I mean, he. I never felt in my life like my heart dropped. Like, how am I gonna get paid three thousand dollars to get this? But that's why we have insurance and forever life's change on that. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you got your car back, man. Everyone nowadays, I mean, like especially with everyone being back on the road, you don't want to be the one stuck in the dust. You got to walk everywhere, you know, man. Oh yeah. And I feel like a whole week without my car was a uh, pretty humbling, man. Yeah. Luckily I saved lots of money, no gas or getting groceries and stuff, but it sucked. It really sucked, but I've never been more appreciative of the whip and I got to give it a car wash. Still reminds me, but we're still rock and rolling and I still was able to get the vax anyway. So what a time to be alive, man. <laughs> That's true, man. Uh, it's been so crazy out here. It's really, you know, I mean, I, I can only imagine, you know, everyone walking the streets. One person looks one way. They're like, are you trying to walk towards me? Oh, God, I got to <laughs> run away from you. Oh, no. Do I even know that you're this or that vaccinated? And the other yeah. Thing? Everyone's on edge, man. Everyone's just on edge. I know? mean, that's what's. It's it's really interesting, as you said, being on edge while we're getting the fresh air back. But, hey, it's just nice to see 
making that push and finally get that herd immunity. And then we can reflect on this in a crazy time of history. I mean, just think about now explaining that it happened with my kids someday. It's, it's going to be nuts. It's be a nice story. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know, another thing, Matt, that's been really hitting the news lately, you talk about this world and I'd love to hear your opinions on it. We've yeah. seen, or I should say, I should start with this. You believe in aliens? Oh, for sure. So you will hug you about it. And you've seen like lately all these reports about UFO sightings and uh, and the military like acknowledging we don't know what these things are. And I was wondering that, you know, these crazy UFOs, do you think these are spacecrafts? Is it is there are we about to see a time where Independence Day is really about to happen and stuff or are you like? This is just another thing. I don't know. You know, they've always had, there's been um, a lot of different stories over like years and years and years of obviously mm-hmm. people claiming with, you know, really gritty footage that they saw you know, <laughs> this or that um, spacecraft where they had like contact with some sort of like entity or something like that. Right. But if they're out there and they're trying to like come down and, and say, what's up, uh, if they can fly, from planet to planet or whatever and without any problems let's say they could do that let's say they're super chill mm. we can learn from these guys you know what i'm saying yeah come down teach us teach elon how to put the wires together so you can fly to mars <laughs> we get over to we can, you know we can colonize stuff we can like warp to other areas i mean that's the main thing why i would wish if if there is 100 confirmation that there's other aliens like exist i would want that just based off of how much we can learn from these people that's a, so cool. You make a great point there. You figure, wow, these people, these creatures have great technology, like advanced technology, so good that they can't actually communicate it with us. That assuming they are friendly and stuff like that, I right. figure that's the, that's the main point. Friendly, you know. We're just worried that we just have to make sure that they, we are on the same page once and for all. And I mean. You mentioned one thing that I want to bring up, the gritty footage. I feel in this world of 4K video with iPhones so advanced, you really can make all big time pictures with it. I just always wonder, how come with all these UFOs, we have this footage that looks like they're off of like 90s VHS tapes. That's right. just my only thing on it. Like, I, 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 I am open minded to it, especially if they are going to be friendly. You know, see, you could have proof that I was on your side, but I'm just find it funny how we have all this grainy footage and like this is the it moment, (laughs) you know, it's like someone's someone's like, you know, grandfather or grandmother that can't get into like the future and they still have like the old, you know, uh, a chocolate, like one of those old chocolates, cell phones that people used to have. (laughs) And they're just trying to take a video with their little camera. Exactly. Like an MV3. Like trying to take a picture of like aliens and stuff like that. It's like, yo, know, everyone's like, everyone's got one of these. You know what I mean? Just take a nice resolution video of some sweet aliens. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Selfies right here. Yeah. Just, just got, just boarded the ship, you know? I of all the sci-fi movies like that with us interacting with aliens, whether like Close Encounters or or the Independence Day or Mars Attacks, uh, War of the Worlds, maybe it isn't so bad. Maybe they're just chilling or it'd just be funny if we actually have this moment where you see Biden 
talk with their leader. I'm just waiting for those images, the way it comes out. Yeah, they come down on the craft like something out of Futurama. <laughs> get the, get the, 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 the ramp coming down. They shake each other's hands, give each other a couple medals, and then we're off to space. That means... Dude. You know what? That would give everyone's attention off of so much craziness over here that on Earth, we would just be like, all right, not to the stars. You know what I mean? At this point, going from this year and a half pandemic to aliens epidemic, (laughs) everything really happens for a reason reason for our generation, huh, Matt? I think so, man. You know, uh, I feel I feel like recently it, it. in the past, you know, year or two, it just doesn't seem to stop. You know, there's something <laughs> new around the corner. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I really do wonder when it's like New Year's Eve, what the hell did we go through? I think about that like once a week as this year keeps going and going. But why don't we have fun with it, I guess. hundred <laughs> percent. So speaking of those myths with the aliens, I wanted to help you to help me debunk some science myths. I want to see I'm going to name some science myths. I want to say if you believe them or not. I want to. Sorry. I want to hear if you believe them or not. Like, do you believe that like some of the great myths, science myths over? Do you feel like like bulls getting mad at the color red? Do you believe it's something like that? No, isn't, didn't they say that that's not true? Oh, Is did they officially confirm it? I'm not sure. I thought it was just because they like didn't like all. I don't know. I'm not 100 on that. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. Can both see color? I thought they I were like. I heard they're colorblind. That's what I'm saying. So that's it, why I thought I thought they were colorblind, and they just didn't like the guy because he was dressed up weird. So he tried to just run at him or something like that, like waving waving the. Uh, the sheet. He gets mad. He's like, he knows he's antagonizing him, trying to attack him. They're just always mad just because. Just because. He's like, why am I in this circle with people shouting at me? And who's this guy in this weird outfit? I have to attack <laughs> Do you believe in the myth that um, – do you believe that we only use 10% of our brains? No. I, I think – I don't think that – I believe that, you know. Because if if that was the case, then I feel like there's a, there's got to be a way to unlock that other half, like some limitless type thing. Hell yeah, I'm waiting for that. I've always low key felt if I had the opportunity to get that drug in some secret ass lab, I'm taking it. One hundred percent. You know how many things that we could do with the limitless pill? We would be oh. all over the place. I'll turn. I learned how to fly to fight the aliens. Exactly. Forget we don't even need the aliens at that point. We got limitless. That's it. I just want to turn it to Super Saiyan, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, you take the limitless pill, you just start screaming, your hair turns to, to yellow, you, start, <laughs> you grow like 10 feet of hair. Nobody's, nobody's stopping me. Nobody. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> what? How about the myths that Twinkies have no expiration date? I would like to believe that that is true. I think that that would be, because at this point, it's like a, it's a nice myth. That's a that's a genuine myth. Like if the world <laughs> ends, we at least at least will still be able to eat Twinkies. Yeah. What was the one thing they said that Twinkies and cockroaches would last in the nuclear holocaust? Yeah, I think, I think so. That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now another thing I wanted to debunk here. 
switch it from the science myths to conspiracy theories. Are you someone who's a conspiracy theory gentleman? Whether you, I'm not saying you don't have to go like go crazy about them, but are you open to the idea of listen, hearing them out? Of course, of course. What are like some conspiracy theories in general that like really make you say, wow, hmm, like really uh, come to mind that uh, really interests you? There's this one, and I forget, it's about an airport. I forget where the airport is. Denver, the Denver International Airport? That's the one that kind of blows me away a little bit. Um, When you hear all the... uh, the facts and uh, the not the fleet on I mean, but the departures and like there's not actually many people that like you know travel out of it mm-hmm. and it, the reason that it was built is for like one thing or it could be used for another thing yes that one the, really blows my mind and the people for those who don't know it's the denver international airport they say that the illuminati's headquarters is there and there's like this big open area that nobody uses and there have been stories of people just disappearing who go to that I, yeah, I th- that's wacky, man. I a- I, I want to believe it because <laughs> if that's the case, then that's like that's that's one of the big ones I think. Besides politicians being reptiles, you know what I mean? Like, that's a <laughs> that's a pretty big one. How about the uh, you know the MK Ultra? Yeah, that's bizarre. And again, for those who don't know what that is, basically so, the U.S. government had pretty much had humans as guinea pigs to try out LSD and stuff like that. That would that the um, I isn't there also the one where it's about um, they wanted to use I think it was like a some type of bird to carry like bombs or something like that. Oh, I didn't know this. I think there's I, I, it's it's been a while since because you know once you go into conspiracies you start watching more and more like in a row. Oh, it's been yes. a while since I like kind of dabbled in conspiracies, but there's like certain ones where um, they confirmed something about them trying to use birds as like basically something that carries like these small bombs and they're going to use it. Obviously, everything has to be used against the Russians and stuff like that. <laughs> um, that one, if I could remember it, I, it's, it's pretty interesting. I just can't remember it right now. You cannot make it up, man. I wouldn't be surprised at this point. I mean, fuck it. If I'd be so, I, I'd be, I literally see these birds like explode and stuff. Why not at this point? <laughs> a pigeon just flying into a, a Russian embassy, just blowing up the whole thing. You get the, um, you get the carrier pigeons and you think it's a uh, you think it's a a uh, an envelope and it's just like a rice and bomb and then boom, yes, breaking bad style. Open it up, a little powder in your face and you just die. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck. I mean, what are we going to do? Pat, you know, one thing that um, about the Pats, you're a Patriots fan. Some people have accused the Patriots of whether it's deflate gate or some fugazi stuff. Are you into those conspiracies, or are you offended as a fan of the of the Patriots? You know, I might have to plead the fifth on this one because <laughs> you know, Billy Billy has been accused of a lot of things, and there's a lot of things that have been confirmed about my boy Bill Belichick. But what I will say is that Patriots are going to be after it this season. My boy Mac is coming to town. He's going to show everyone what's good. Cam Newton, 
See you later. I'm I'm over Cam Newton. My new mm. boy is coming to town. He's gonna be Tom Brady number two. That's I'm calling it right now. Okay, okay, yeah, this is a great transition on this. So you feel that Mac Jones is the answer. He's gonna be the great transition. Not exactly from Favre to Rogers because there's obviously Cam Newton in between, but right. you you really believe that Mac Jones can be leading you guys back to the playoffs and mucho success? I think that it's a good start to rebuild what that team once was. Because everyone was, when I was, when we heard about Cam, everyone came up and was like, wow, you guys got it. Like, you guys got mm-hmm. a nice elite quarterback. Cam is great. Cam's a great quarterback. You know, he's a real athlete. But I don't think that he, I knew, like, I had a feeling, I was like, he's not going to work well in like the, Bill Belichick Patriots kind of like attitude mm-hmm. and right. the way that they run things. I the mean, system. I'm not a, a coach, exactly the system, but I think that, I don't know, this guy Jones, he can be the kind of molded because he's not somebody who's been in the league for such a long time. Yeah. Right. Compared to a guy like Cam Newton who kind of has a certain way he carries himself, a certain attitude and things that, um, that kind of potentially almost caused his like downfall in the beginning. Right. But um, no, I think it's going to be good. Obviously, they'll probably do a rotation here and there. But mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. I hear that. I hear that. Now, I have to ask, Matt, yeah. as a big Patriot fan, what was it like seeing Tom Brady, literally the quarterback your entire life, is it, go to the Bucks and win a Super Bowl there? Tell me your thoughts of that moment. Honestly, not surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. just because he's the best. He's the best of all time. And also, they were just like, hey, it's basically like LeBron going to any team and saying, who do you want? Like, you know, <laughs> who do you want, LeBron? Who do you want, Tom, to be on your team? Right. He's like, give me A, B, C, D. We'll win a championship. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. They built a team around him, you know? Uh, it's, it shows a formula that it, it really does work if you have the right minds and like someone talented enough. And Aaron Rodgers wishes he, he, he wants that treatment where if he's going to end up, do you think he's going to leave Green Bay or do you, do you see him going to like a Raiders or the Broncos? I don't know. For for half a second, I thought he was going to be the host of Jeopardy. Or yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or the host of Jeopardy, which was good. I liked him. And got really great ratings too. Yeah, you know, hey, those there will never be anyone who can fit those shoes. But if there's mm-hmm. someone who could do it well, I guess Rogers would be all right. <laughs> um, but hey, if he feels like that's not his team anymore, you know, like he's been doing great. The guy's got a cannon. He's he's, yeah. a, he's a vet. This guy, you know, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Oh, I would say, you know, honestly, this is one of our. One, he's one of like the great quarterbacks that we've been watching for a while. Definitely. Um. Sooner or later, you know, certain guys just lose the field. So if he wants mm-hmm. to go somewhere else to try and get like a, you know, maybe maybe like a year or two left before he stops playing, which I don't think is the case. I don't know where he'd go. I haven't been really reading too much besides the fact that he's been just getting angry at the people that work for <laughs> the organization. Yeah, and now you even see – <laughs> You're even saying now that – I saw the GM of the – of the Packers called him a diva today. So obviously oh, yeah. <laughs> it's getting awkward. So I guess someone has to go in a separate direction, but you know, back to the Patriots though, you feel that Mac Jones is, is going to be the guy now week four, the big, I think it's the first, I think it's, if you mind me looking up the date of that Patriots bucks game, I believe it's week four, the first week of October. 
Yeah, that game is, yep, October 3rd, the Sunday night game. How's that game going to be for you, Matt? Is it going to be real emotional? Do you want to pound him? Do you want someone on the Patriots defense to uh, say, this is what you get for leaving Brady? We don't want any injuries, of course, but. No, man, I don't want Brady to get hurt, man. I don't want anyone to fuck him up, you know? Like, yeah, he he's an icon. He's a staple mm-hmm. of, like, you know, Patriots. And I feel like if any Pats fan wants to go out and say, let's fuck Tom Brady up, then they don't realize what he actually did for the Patriots, you know? Oh, yeah. So it'd be, it'd be fun to see. I, I think Tom would like to get hit by, you know, one of his old teammates and just laugh it off. <laughs> but no, no. I think I think that it's going to be a rough game with any team this year, no matter what. All I want to see is that we don't lose – to any of New York teams. Mm-hmm. And if we lose to the Bucks, it's all right because that's that's how it has to be sometimes. You know what I mean? It, it right, right. I, to be fair, too, you have to appreciate what he did for you, as you mentioned. Like, you can't have animosity, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if I was in your position, it would be tough. And there's been players I've seen on my teams go to other teams that I felt some type of way, but Tom Brady obviously is something else. And if you're a true Patriot fan, I think you, you, you forgive and you just let him, you know, if you love something, you let him go. Right. So go. Exactly. Let it he'll come back. Yeah. I mean, he'll always be a Patriot. He'll eventually come back and that's going to be a fun game, man. That's a fun game. And you, you, yeah. you see your Patriots making winning the um, AFC East again. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I don't want to say anything too crazy because I don't want to mm-hmm. be like one of those guys that the Pats will always win. Pats will always win no matter yeah, what. Right. Got to work with what you got. We're loot. We lost, you know, some people. We gained a lot of fresh faces. Yeah. You know, uh, and I don't want to get, see any of my uh, Patriots get hurt like the big names did like you know gronk and you got edelman who's like yeah. i if i get hit one more time i'm dead and like <laughs> you just gotta be careful so you know we'll see what happens if the team you know the system gets, gets these fresh faces they start doing well together got nice chemistry and, you know cam slides out of the picture a little bit we get mac in there right i think we'll have a fire squad i think we'll have a fire squad do you think mac is going to be starting that game against tom brady I think it'll be Cam. Too early. I think it'll be Cam. Yeah. I think because you got to be careful with that. I mean, yeah. like, it would be nice, you know, see this. It would be nice to see that because, like, a prospect versus the legend. But mm-hmm. um, I think if they really want to win the game. They'll probably do the safe thing and, like, stick to Cam just so they don't want to to show everybody, oh, yeah, I don't know if we like Cam anymore. We'll probably just stay, you know, throw him out. Mm-hmm. It's like a political move, you know? And it's going to be early in the season, too. You definitely need to set a tone and, you know, have a hot start. And there's more games now. So there's an extra game this year. So I'll make the most of it. It is going to be a great NFL season. Look forward to Matt. You're a big fan of the movies, the TV. What you been binging lately? You know what I've been watching right now? I've been watching Love, Death and Robots. Love, Death and Robots. Talk to me about that. Animated like it's like they're about 15 to 20 minutes some of them are a little bit shorter than that and it's a bunch of like yeah i guess um animators that have been putting together kind of short short films you could say mm-hmm. um and every single one is is very different from the one before some of them are a little futuristic 
they show a lot of crazy stuff, pretty brutal. But oh, yeah. some of these stories, man, let me tell you, they've been awesome. This one that we watched last night was incredible. Like I literally couldn't tell you the last time where I sat down in the past year and just stared at my TV for 15 mm. minutes, didn't look away because I was so interested in what I was watching. And it was so well done. That's a, like it's it's a big recommendation, 100. percent Oh, dude, I will check that out. I've been a uh, you know I really it's weird because obviously I love my movies and TV and fell even more in love during the pandemic. There was a time that like by in March and April where I, where we were really in quarantine, I'd watch yeah. like five movies a day, two episodes. I watched Breaking Bad in a week, <laughs> literally. Well. Actually, yeah, I did watch it pretty much. That's I watched a, the that's season. That's a pretty day. good binge. That is a pretty good binge, man. Dude, you you're bad. You're breaking bad fate. I could tell. You better call Saw fan. I watched like two seasons of it, and you know what happens with me sometimes is like slowly transition out of things. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that I don't like certain things, but sometimes I'll like I'm on it and I'm about to click to watch another episode, and then I see something else that could interest me, and yeah. I just jump on it to see what it's like. You know? Okay. Yeah. Well, I really, really got to tell you once you get you, you, I really suggest you get back on that binge whenever you can. At least next season is going to be the final season of Better Call Saul and everything's wrapping up to a huge mind fuck. And like there's some major characters who come back in season three. And I mean, you, you let me know that day you put back Better Call Saul on. <laughs> but for Breaking Bad, though, tell me, Matt. And we're by the way, at this portion, we're. Spoilers warning ahead for whatever we talk about here. When it comes to Breaking Bad, can you tell me who's your favorite character in it, hands down, or your some of your favorite characters? Not to be the absolute favorite, but like who are some people you love? Well, I like Tuco Salamanca just because I like his name. <laughs> That's like the best name ever. Tuco Salamanca. Um, I I hate um I hate his wife with a passion. Skyler. I hate her with a passion, but oh, yeah. I think she is one of the best actresses in that entire show because oh, I yeah. hate her so much. She does a fantastic job. Um, and uh, there's, what's his name? The, the guy who's also, you know, Saul's guy. Um, Mike? Yeah, Mike. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, silent, he's a silent killer, man. He's he, hilarious. So many great one-liners. Awesome. He's so sick, dude. He's a badass too. Like, how can you? And you know, everyone likes you know Jesse. Everyone likes those guys. You can't mm-hmm. not like them. But I think those guys really stand out. You know? my, my favorite line from my two favorite lines from Mike in that when he was like locked up, like at the tour at the beginning of season five, when he was stuck after he got shot in the like helping Gus's people, he got shot and he had to stay back there and he was feeding the kid the chickens and like there was this one like loner chicken and he wouldn't get all the food. He's like, guys, let Wendell eat. If nobody, if Wendell can't eat, nobody eats. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, are you positive? You won't hurt me. Wall asked Mike once. And he's like, I'm positive that I could shoot you right now. Come over here. <laughs> yeah. I, I missed that show. I got to rewatch it. I got to oh, rewatch yeah. a lot of things, man. 
I've been uh pretty much rewatching like the the big episodes pretty much. Right, I've right. been like lately been uh that and watch like the video essays with it. Do you have like a few favorite episodes or moments too? What just from Breaking Bad? From Breaking Bad, like what are some with like? Oh yeah, and again, spoilers warning everybody for this. I I think it's like you know there's a, a lot of like really badass uh scenes in that show uh i think one like the ones you know when you know jesse's um girlfriend that whole like Mm -hmm. into drugs thing and then you know they see the plane the name of the plane and like all that 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 like those couple episodes i thought were awesome not specific scenes that were like besides obviously the one where they showed the name of the plane and everything Mm -hmm. not all tied together um obviously when um He's ringing the bell and he's sitting in the chair, aggressively ringing the bell. Yeah. Explodes. Um, <laughs> and then Gus is like, oh, yeah. And then and then Tortuga, where um, he's on the his head is on the tortoise. <laughs> that part, I, I like that part. But. Bro, I I love all those scenes, mad deep and Gus, best villain of all time. Gus is uh, dude, and Gus is incredible, man. He's a really good actor. That guy is a really, really oh good yeah, John Carlos Esposito. Wait, yeah, wait I, to check out some Better Call Saul because he makes an appearance. Well, he, he gets really big. I'll just leave it at that. All right. We learn a yeah, lot the, more about Gus in Better Call Saul. Yeah, and well, the thing is, Odin Kirk. I think he's he's a fantastic. Yes, actor. he's so good. Him he's, and that guy. Um, I don't know if you ever watched that show on HBO, Mister um, Show. Just Mr. about show, to say yeah. that. Mister Show's great. Most underrated show on HBO, period. Oh, 100%. Brilliant. Brilliant yeah. sketch comedy. He's out there. I saw Bob Odekirk. Uh, did you see that movie Nobody he was in? I didn't I didn't see it, but I, I like as I like saw it. You know what I mean? I know it exists. I just yeah. didn't watch it. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to see that really bad. Like I think it's gonna be one of these streaming services soon. But uh Odekirk was in a lot of podcasts to promote that. So I was just binging them and going crazy and hearing about his backstories. And he's just one fascinating person. He, he used to be an SL, SNL writer and he actually was, he, he said himself, he was kind of an asshole there. Like he was being sarcastic and stuff. And he was there when it was like Farley Sandler spade and what he's evolved into as from Mr. Show to a lot of good random bit parts of movies and TV to a big action star. Nobody and better call Saul. He, he's someone I really root for. Oh, me too. I mean, he was, he was on little did I know, like when I was like, you know, growing up that he was on a lot of the things that I, I watched like, yeah, you know, Tim and Eric show. Exactly. You can do stuff like that. And I, and obviously I would see more and more of him. And I realized I was like, wait a minute. I've been watching this guy my whole life. <laughs> like this guy is awesome. He's one of my favorite dudes ever. And he plays such a funny role, like in everything that he does. He's so unique. Dude, you know, it's a great Bob Bowden, Kurt Cavio. And I know you'll appreciate this, Matt. He was an entourage as Mark Cuban's business partner. I don't know if you remember, like if you, after this podcast, like look at those scenes, you'll see him right there. Like he said, he plays Mark Cuban's business partner. This is one of the biggest stars now. That's like if if Leo hopped in there and just doing a bit part. Dude, and that, you know that must have slipped, like literally slipped my mind. Yeah, right. I, I would be when we were at Hartford. I would literally just 
put Entourage on or Sopranos on or anything on HBO, and I would just let it run throughout the night because HBO never stopped. It just oh, yeah. had to make doing episodes. Like you would go to sleep watching an episode, you'd wake up and you're watching an episode. It wouldn't stop overnight. Great so background shows. On. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Sopranos is more of like a. I'm definitely watching it because mm-hmm. Entourage and Sopranos, I literally almost know everything from just watching those oh, nonstop. Yeah. Fucking love Entourage, man. Dude, Entourage. And like I said, even more now. And it's funny because, you know, you know, there, there's that joke. The, obviously, lots of cameras. There's celebrities who play themselves and celebrities not famous enough to play themselves. And I guess no offense to Odekirk. Now you, you would obviously recognize him, but that was one of the cases. But or you could say he's, he was just in that cameo. But tell me, what was your favorite Entourage cameo or one of your favorites? Um, my I would say my favorite Entourage cameo is uh oh my god there's so many to choose from and, you know besides <laughs> you broke tom brady's uh club you know <laughs> that one and um when you know drama's getting uh that rim job in the, the hot tub because <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. she's she's like a, a real housewife or whatever that lady right yeah uh, oh my god i'd probably say like the literally like one of the earlier episodes like 50 cent rolling up next to him in the yes. car and there's that like that meme that's from that episode mm-hmm. it's just him and just like him like scoffing at the car and just <laughs> driving away that's probably one of my favorite ones i love the eminem cameo when he beats up vince <laughs> those those are some dark episodes at the end I yeah kinda, i think that's like a repressed memory of like the last episodes where vinnie chase is like really just like down in the dumps and he's mm-hmm. like just kind of messed up man you know? Dude, it's funny you mentioned that because because he's I listened to create Doug Ellen and uh, Johnny Drama. Uh, Kevin Dillon has a podcast. Basically, they did like many people who make podcasts. What is, it the, is, the, Vic, what is it, the Victory, the Victory podcast, podcast? Yeah. And they said, yeah, we wrote those last two seasons dark because there was that um, stigma that everything works out for them. And I think it is fair to say that is the case. But it's nice <laughs> they did switch it up. But hear this. One of the original ideas was to kill Vince in the in the series finale. I mean, literally kill him off. Seriously? Like he would he would relapse and, and then it would be done. I mean, that's too that's too much. I mean, like to make, that's talking about make a splash, but you don't want that as that a sour note for the rest of They your, wouldn't have been, they wouldn't like, have been able to make the Entourage movie if they did that. Yeah. They make more money off Entourage. Dude, I saw the Entourage movie in theaters with my mom. She loved the show. Like I didn't get into it till in college was when I started. And that was really there was really awkward sex scene in that. And my mom's right there. <laughs> and and like we you say no, no, I was going to say, because I went to go see Superbad with my parents when it first came out. So I, know the, <laughs> I know the feeling, man. I, I remember it very well. He's drawing dicks in his in his uh, notebook. And my, I'm looking at my mom sitting right next to me. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, it's a cla- we're watching the classic, Bobby. It, yeah. is, it is a classic. You know, it was another. <laughs> you seen the movie Bull Durham? By no. any chance? Oh, no. really good movie. If you ever get the chance about a minor league baseball player who's just trying to deal with this situation as it came out late eighties. It was Kevin Costner's in it, Susan Sarandon. So I'm watching that movie like a month ago and uh, there's a crazy sex scene there. My dad walks in and like pretty much like, what are you watching? I'm at the point, like at this point, like dad, it's just a movie, but he's watching. He's like, Oh, Susan Sarandon. I can't get I can't get that voice out of my head. He went from what do you watch to hey, can I watch with you? Literally. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> oh my god, dads, dads make you laugh. Dads make you laugh. And what you mentioned the Sopranos, though. You excited? You know, there's a Sopranos movie coming out in the fall, right? Yeah, we've been waiting for 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 a while. We were oh for yeah, long. it's gonna be. You think it's gonna be incredible? It has to be. I think that I really, really hope that it doesn't like, because there's a lot of people like with the nostalgia of the show mm-hmm. that when they're gonna see it, they're gonna have their expectations are gonna be so high um, that if there's anything that's just a little bit wrong with it, they might overly like critique it. And I hope that like they do, they just do it just right, where if it doesn't, you know, blow everything out of the water, but it kind of gives everyone a little bit of uh, happiness to see some type of Soprano something after they got the ending that like they didn't want. You know what I mean? Just kind of like some sort of what's it called? Um, like just some resolution, man. You know, especially after our boy Gandolfini, bro. Oh man, R.I.P. Rest in peace, rest in peace, our boy. And his son's gonna be taking the role as a younger Tony. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that's the right thing to do for sure. Hundred percent. I I'm excited. I think they're they're gonna be legendary with it. Nothing but. So Matt, yeah. can I ask you something? Whether it's a movie, whether it's a food, whether it's the way life, what's some things that people love? That you don't get. Like for me, I don't like cheese. I accept Parmesan cheese. And I will eat a cheeseburger, but like I, I can't stand like cheese being around. Like I, someone telling me being a cheese shop that I, I just can't do it. I just can't do it. But people love their cheese or the movie Fight Club. Now, I like the movie Fight Club, but people are obsessed crazy with it. And I just think it's fine. It's good. But I'm not like you're not a true movie lover. You don't like Fight Club type. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I would never say you're not a, a, a movie lover because I know for a fact that you are definitely a movie lover. Um, <laughs> the cheese thing, that's something that I don't understand. Listen, I'm lactose intolerant, but I oh, okay. love cheese. I love cheese. <laughs> something, I'll be honest, something that kind of weirds me out uh, is iced coffee. Yeah. Iced coffee wears me out. It's supposed to be hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now it's like, and I don't know. I would, I've never had it. And if I probably ever do, it probably will be just fine. It's probably not that weird, but that's something <laughs> that just kind of, I'm like, like, Oh, I don't know. People l- live off the coffees. Like I'm not a coffee drinker. I think I've made heavy had a cup of coffee. Not even I've had like sips of cups of coffee, like in the <laughs> rarest times. And I, I've had, I've like tasted iced coffee, but it's I I can't do the coffee, and for some I'm, I guess I'm lucky because I could still operate without it. But I hear what you say with the iced coffee too, and like if I go to a coffee shop like on a date or something, I will get water. I'll get the Fiji waters, or like a frappuccino, nice so I'm water. not so I'm not totally out of it. But the coffee, I'm just like meh meh. I'm also not a big egg guy. I don't really like eggs that much unless I absolutely have to. I love eggs, dude. I love eggs. And I've tried so many times, whether it's my mom's eggs, whether I've, I know how to cook eggs ironically, but I don't eat them myself. But that's the one thing sometimes I feel I'm missing out in this world. Not being an egg guy. You got to have, you got to have the, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen that video. Like, I think it's like 10 ways to cook an egg or something like that. <laughs> they show you all these different ways how to cook different types of eggs. Like, I'm, I like scrambled, but I'm an over easy guy. I like mm-hmm. to, like, you know, cut it open, put some toast in, you know, eat some toast. Bazinga. Yeah. 
I, and I, you know, I've been, what I've been doing recently, I, I had to, uh, I'm watching my weight here. I got to watch my weight. Mm-hmm. So I've become, it's only been two weeks, so I can't overdo it. I've turned, I've turned to a vegetarian. Vegetarian. Talk to me about the it? vegetarian lifestyle, man. I'm interested. It's, it's basically walking around on eggshells, trying to find something that tastes like meat, you know, mm. for me, at least for me, cause I am, I, I love myself some chicken. I love oh, myself yeah. some steak, but I need to lose weight and working out and being vegetarian, I think will help me, you know, but it's been real, real rough, Matt. Let me tell you, oh my God, just trying to like, everyone's like, oh, let's get some Chipotle. It's like, <laughs> I'll get some Chipotle, just no chicken. Hey, let's go uh, get a <laughs> Korean. I work, I work down the block from a bunch of Korean barbecue places. Oh my which God. Just so tempting every time. <laughs> oh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Well, first of all, what are we going to do? First, you got my sport. I know you're going to be successful in this club. I can't wait to see this great thing uh, evolve. You know, you're great right now. I can't wait to see this. But um, yeah, dude, the the. I, I couldn't do what you're doing. I, I like the meat too much. But have you done the impossible meat? No, I, I've I've had, yeah, I've had the impossible, uh, like a different versions of like whatever different, you know, green company. Um, I've had, it's like chickpeas is mainly like a thing mm-hmm. for like chick, like the different chicken products that I've been eating. That's like not really chicken. Um, <laughs> And a lot of smoothie bowls recently, which has been I do love the solid smoothie bowls. Oh, yeah. It's just been fantastic. And, you know, extra Nutella, extra, you know. Oh, Nutella. That's the one of God's greatest inventions. Well, I guess someone else invented it, but I I (laughs) love Nutella so much. You know, you know, this reminds me. I remember one time we were all out for something at with Theta Kai, and that's where we um, met at U-Heart. I don't know, we were, maybe it was Alumni Weekend or something. We went to, what was it, the Rocking Horse next to the Russian lady? That was yeah, Rocking Horse. Yeah. I remember we all ate. Like, people were going, you know, these are bros in college, your burgers, your wings. And then our great buddy, the great Joe Del Rio, goes and orders a Caesar salad. <laughs> And as I've gotten older these days, like, wow, th- and that's why he looks like he does all surfing and everything and why uh, other people look the way they do. Joe just runs around and just eats his salads, you know, treats his body like a temple and then shoves <laughs> a bunch of beer into it. You know, that, that <laughs> That's what's fascinating about that man, too. And big fan of the great Joe Del Rio. But, yeah, I guess you might. Are you somebody who might be doing that now, too, like you were saying? Everyone goes out, gets their nice protein and all the soothing foods. And then you're just also getting a nice soothing meal, but just different, less, less uh, meaty stuff. Is that what the move you're trying, you have to do now? Yeah. You know, um, luckily um, there's a lot of like really good, you know, vegetarian, like vegan type places um, where I work. Mm-hmm. But the only problem is it's like, it's also very expensive. Yeah. Cause they know they're get they got you. It's like, you want to eat healthy you <laughs> more money to eat healthy. You want to eat like crap. Here you go. Five bucks. I got you. No problem. But I've been eating pretty well. You know, even if it's like something that, you know, Chipotle get the cauliflower rice, you know, and just regular right. stuff like no, nothing too crazy. No extra this and that. 
and everything turns into a habit. And I'm sure very heck, if you're already two weeks in or probably in a few weeks, you'll be easy peasy with it. Yeah. I do. I, I do want to say I did cheat one day. I did cheat one day because <laughs> somebody ordered Chick-fil-A to the office. So I had to eat it. Uh, so, thir- so 13 days, not two weeks, 13 days. To be fair, I would have done the same thing. And like, you know, Chick-fil-A is the healthiest option out of all right. the fast food places. That's how I look at it. Right. And that's a good point, Matt. I think that's the best point you've made all day. <laughs> <laughs> and the secret is between, you know, us and the audience. <laughs> right, exactly. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, though, next to the food, we love... Obviously, we're in a fraternity. We loved our beers and our drinks. And I'm sure as we've gotten older, we're getting more mature with it. Mm-hmm. Isn't it fascinating, Matt, how we go from Keystones in college to like a nice solid, whether if you want to get cool being the IPA or just more, you know, worth your book beer. Like I love oh, blue wow. points, blue moons. What? Tell me, what would you start with at college and what have you transitioned to now when it comes to beer? Well, we, I think we, the staple for us was the, was the Keystone Light, like you said. <laughs> and I, I moved on to the Fisher Island. Um, it's whiskey, vodka, lemonade. Like whiskey, can. vodka, lemonade. All right. That's fantastic. They sell them in a four pack. That's pretty good. It's tasty. Um also, I still have it. I drank Jack in college. I still drink Jack now, <laughs> so I can't get over that. But um, we actually took a trip down to Tennessee recently oh for a goodness. wedding, and they have um, I think it's called Old Smoky Mountain Moonshine or something like that. So we've been drinking some moonshine too. Moonshine? How is moonshine? I've never had it before. I just hear how risky and dangerous it is. Like you could blow up, uh, you could blow something up if you make it wrong. I've heard. Yeah, this one is like this is made. The ones that we bought is like a, a pretty big brand. You'll probably find it in like um, one of the bigger stores, like a Total Wine or something like that. I love but Total Wine. They um, they make a bunch of different flavors. There was like a lemon drop, the cherry. Cherry is the most intense. Uh, watermelon, which was all right, a little too sweet for me, but mm-hmm. they're really good, really good mixed. You can mix them really well. But if someone's brewing it in their basement, that's a whole different story. So that could definitely Careful. blow up something. Oh, my God. Everything is always an explosion, huh? Whether it's yeah. birds or this, Breaking Bad, rice, <laughs> everything goes crazy. We're all exploding yeah. just a little bit. <laughs> that's how nice we are. Baby, we are fireworks. Hey. <laughs> you know. I've been loving Jack too. I've gotten to a point where my taste buds do not have the sour part, like that sour mm, of Jack. Right, right, right. I'm sure you know the you know what I'm talking about. Exactly. That's why you have to be a little bit or careful because you could just drink it like Coke at this point. Yeah, you know, this Jack, Jack, gentleman Jack, all those. I was actually trying to see if uh, to get into a little bit more like a you know like bourbon kind of like yeah trying some nice like smoky stuff i heard that like you know if like the older obviously like the more like the, the better you know mm-hmm. i don't know i'm trying i'm trying to figure it out i still gotta i still gotta learn a lot about bourbon and things like that that's what i've been trying to too you know one of the places i worked in the city they would have these whiskey nights every thursday like every last thursday of the month now they sucked working and they're supposed to be networking events but 
people would just get drunk and forget they would show up there the last night. So it was always a funny sense of irony. But this guy would get like literally, Matt, maybe three grand worth of like, three grand worth of of bourbon and whiskey. And then he would put them in different offices, like three each. Right. And they were good, man. It really got me into it. And they said <laughs> we could drink. It's just, it's funny how it literally, Matt, was the same exact process as when we were pledging and the pledges had to take care of the party. It's funny, but I got paid for it. And I oddly, and it, it all, it, it reminded me, wow, no matter how high you get, you're all the same. Like I'd see these producers, the CEOs, like fucked up. I remember Matt, one of the executive producers was passed out in the bathroom. They found her and like, you know, this woman's a mother and like, you know, she's not, she's not in her twenties. It's like, she's very accomplished and I had a lot of respect for her, but she was passed out in the bathroom. I'm like, and on top of just being annoyed from people just throwing stuff at me and trying to just work, it was like, wow, really? Like, like she, gets down. Could, she did get down. And I would see, and you see like, this woman must get paid like a hundred thousand dollars a year. And she's getting like, you know, like getting walked held on by her friends and oh my goodness. And, you know, she would drink these Moscow mules. And I just remember, I just see those, those Moscow mules for the rest of my life. The amount of time she told us to clean them up, to get them ready. So she and her friends would have a good time, man. It does come full circle. It made me laugh, but it, it oddly got me to be more open to see what other drinks are out there and you'll still have fun either way. And, you know, and that makes me happy that you say that somebody, you know, who like that person who's been working hard and <laughs> still finds time to have the best time of her life and get out. Literally. Yeah. That's why I say I like I have a lot of respect and admiration for her. She's a very accomplished woman. It just made me laugh. And uh, <laughs> like, wow, like you said, the more things change, the more they do stay the same. Yeah. 100%. Is there an alcohol that you just. Eh, I can't do it. I don't get like vodka sodas. I don't know, Matt, how people get into that stuff. It literally tastes like <laughs> it tastes like bleach. For me, I would say um, mostly like anything that was a little too like um, just sweet in general. Like I just can't like a what's the one that everyone would get? Uh, and oh, what the hell was it? I forget, I forget the name of it, but there's this like one that everyone would get when we go to Russian lady or something like that. But, um, vodka sodas are like iffy for me too, but anything with that, you know, and I know you've seen it before that rainbow bottle of, uh, of vodka, or no, the, the stars and stripes, that one, the stars you know and stripes, the Smirnoff? Yeah. Oh my God. Don't even. Oh yes. No, I can't do it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I can't do that one. Bro, I get the, the heebie-jeebies I get. One show I've watched, you see, have you seen Mad Men? Yeah. So yeah. They, would get drink at, they would drink at work, and they would drink vodka at work and whiskey and bourbon, and I would always recognize the Smirnoffs. Like, wow, we drank that in college. And I briefly worked at a startup, and, you know, they would drink, and I'm just like, I would have, like, a beer, like, out at 2 o'clock, and I'm like, no, nah, I can't do it. I, I can't drink at the job. It's just... I just I just couldn't do it. But these people would just do it on the reg and still do. And with the spear off too, I just how could how did people drink vodka 
casually before a big meeting. Like you show up to work tipsy, big meetings, buzz and stuff. How could they do that, man? Well, I, you know, let me tell you, because I remember we had to do a lot of presentations uh, at the end of our time at Hartford. Mm-hmm. And there was one time where I was like, I am not prepared for this <laughs> at all. So I took a couple shots beforehand and it was like nothing mattered. I walked in with absolute confidence and did relatively well. I don't remember exactly if I got like an A or something like that. But that little bit of like liquid courage makes a lot of a lot of difference sometimes. Oh, I, yeah. You know, at work, if those guys were selling advertisements for Joe Camel cigarettes, you know, <laughs> I think a little alcohol helps out to make a little bit things come out smoother. Definitely. And like the execution of what you're saying, you know? Yeah. That's you when you you said it right. The right amount of liquid courage to help yeah. you pull through. And yeah, some people literally have the juice to do it. And it's maybe <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I'll try it every time soon. But <laughs> if I could just figure out how to channel that energy, then I'm going to do it. And lately I have been like when I've do, done interviews now, I think if it they have to have me in this position, they want to. They're basically also having me interview them to get this job. And it's made me more comfortable doing that ever since. So I could do that instead of taking shots right before. Yeah, exactly. Maybe for now, stay away from the shots. You don't need them right now. (laughs) I think you're you're doing all right. And, you know, just maybe down the line, if you need a little shot here and there, a little shotty do, then, you know, you'll do it then. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) You know, what's another crazy thing that I've heard is, uh, is, People who have been doing microdosing, like how that's a thing. Oh. And people doing it at work. That that's out of control. So that's that's a whole different territory. I don't think I'll even mess with that, you know. No. Microdosing. What you're talking about, like acid, right? Like just doing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like literally that. put little tabs of acid and go about their day. It's no, such a millennial man. thing I've heard. Or I don't I know if that's that, a jinx. Exactly. I feel like that's that's definitely true. They're like, you know what? It's like it's it's better than, you know, taking ADD pills. I'm like, yeah, but it's like ADD times a thousand, you know, you're tripping. Basically. Yeah. You, you literally, your mind is literally in another place. <laughs> you're fucking seeing stars while you're, while you're, the words literally floating off the page while you're looking at stuff. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I, people just, like I said, people are just amazing. Like when you, and I've heard like musicians who like get fucked up before going to concert and they play the the best ever. The Beatles getting high and creating this generational music. Some people just got it, I guess, and tap tap off to them. That's true, man. Jimmy Jimi Hendrix, right on the on his uh his headband, right? He used to do put a little tab of Yeah. Oh <laughs> cut open his forehead a little bit. Man, talk what about limitless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just goes straight to the brain. <laughs> you know who's a random baller? Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman, low key man. That's like the the first man to go into North Co- North Korea and like make friends with everybody there. And he's that's just how you know that's how you know you're a baller when you can go into a uncharted territory like that. He's like, yeah, that's that's my boy and stuff <laughs> like that. And a legend. I mean, he got married to himself. I mean, well, he's an NBA Hall of Famer. He, he's won rings with the Bulls and the Pistons. Like, again, he's somebody, I think, the most who just got it. And he was literally what, arguably the best rebounder in the game. And, yeah, he could just go be a, like, go fight in wrestling, too, the same week of the NBA Finals. 
Yeah, I wish I was. I wish I was Dennis Rodman. Like, <laughs> I'd also be a little bit taller. I think I need a little bit, a couple more inches on my height. <laughs> What's great is you're just a great Matt DiMatteo. Oh, dude, thank you. <laughs> Matt, what was the last time you laughed really hard or a recent time that you just lost it? Um, it was kind of, that's, that's a good question because, you know, it's been a while since I've laughed like really, really, really hard. Yeah. Or um, like a time in your life that you laughed really hard. Like, uh, one story I could say, so I have the, I had this friend I grew up with. He didn't have a hand and, uh, but you still would not let that bother him. Right. So he made this beautiful, he created this beautiful, uh, this this what's the word I'm looking for? Like they like this figurines. He created this art piece. It was uh for the birth of Jesus. I, I can't think of the, what's the name of it? not mannequin, but um uh, for the sake of the word, he created pretty much he created this art piece. You know, it was so good you can honestly do it, put it in a museum. And he said he got an F on it. And I said, why get an F on it? He said, because his dad helped him. And <laughs> like I don't know why, because this must have been like a few days before, but he just remembered this age. You know what? Fuck this thing. And with his nub, he just destroys the thing like this. <laughs> Honestly, he could probably sell for a thousand dollars. And I just lost it on the floor. And the fact that he just destroyed this beautiful piece of artwork that's just stunning. And he got an F on it just because he got a little help. <laughs> that was one of the hardest times I ever laughed in my life. You know, I would say probably one of the times that I, I laughed the hardest was uh, I was living in, I was living in the fives. And, <laughs> no, no, not living in the fives. Sorry. Living in the fours. I messed that up. And I was living with, you know, uh, like Eli and a couple mm-hmm. other guys. And I remember we stayed back one night. Um, instead that of was a crew out. back then. That was dude. That was the that five, was the, crew. the five cap guys. <laughs> oh man. Those guys were out of control. Um, but they went to the bar and they came back. And apparently there were pepper spraying people at the bar and the one, my own roommate, uh, Jesse was going crazy telling the whole story. And he's like, yep, they're pepper spraying us and they missed us. And then all of a sudden he just stops. And he's like, ah, he just starts yelling as hard, as hard as he can. The pepper spray was in his, in on his scalp and it, his sweat rolled it into his eyes. And he started, his eyes started burning and he took a like you know a bowl that you would use for like popcorn, yeah. filled it up with ice and water, and just literally on the ground laid his head into the bowl for like twenty minutes. I swear <laughs> he didn't pull his head up. I don't know how he did it, but he was basically breathing underwater at that point, burning. Dude, oh my god! You funny you you talk about how Jimi Hendrix had the acid rolling down his brain, and this guy got pepper spray, just talking like regularly. <laughs> It was a slow release pepper spray. It got him over over time from him sweating. It just went right into his eyes. Never seen anything like it before. Oh, did he wake up and he like, you know, looked like he got his eyes like, did he have oh. black eyes and everything? Like he, he looks like dumb. he smoked a pound of weed. That's what it looked. His eyes were that it was so burning. And like his <laughs> outside of his eyes too, they were so fucked up, man. It was it was a, a sight to see, to say the least. <laughs> Now that's a story <laughs> that beats mine. And man, I mean, getting pepper sprayed at the bar, you've had some day with that. Yeah, for sure. And then that's, that's going to mess you up for like a whole, whole rest of your day. You're like, not only did you think that you missed getting pepper sprayed, but he definitely got you. And now you're messed up for the next couple of days. You can't even see. <laughs> <laughs> and 
then again, you just keep pushing through and live to another day, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, you hope. You hope so. What were some of the craziest things you ever saw at the bar? Besides people getting pepper sprayed, I guess. I know. Or any fights. celebrities. Oh, celebrities. Who? Or anything like those? No, any celebrities at the bar by any chance? No, I, haven't seen, I don't think I've ever seen any celebrities at the bar. My, my, the main thing at the bar is, you know, people just fight over stupid stuff. Oh, spilling yeah. drinks. I couldn't tell you how many times I got a drink spilled on me. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like, especially in Hartford, it was just the same, yeah. same old cruise. It was just the same old cruise all the time. It's funny how you say that. Like, I, we, I see some stuff at the Harvard bars mostly too. And it's funny, none of the New York, New Jersey, or like where I'm from in Connecticut, never that, but the Hartford bars was always a story after a different, different, uh, different breed over there i think i literally that was the only time i ever stereotypically seen little someone literally thrown out the bar like <laughs> the jazz and fresh pits ah <laughs> by the pants and by the back of the shirt <laughs> everybody always having a good time and it's nice to see them coming back now but of course be safe most of all in social and uh you know, get fully vaccinated so you don't have to socially distance. And um, it's nice to finally kick and have drinks again, right? And rooftop season. Rooftops. Shout out to rooftops. Oh, yes. you. We got to do what in Jersey City or uh, the Hoboken or one of these places soon. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, I'll, like I said, I will be making sure I'm in touch with you for that. And there's just one last thing I have to do. First, I've had – this was – really great i've had a lot of fun with this and i hope you want to keep doing some more because you're exactly like the, my favorite type of guest man just stories and engaging and i thank you for that yeah dude I, it's been awesome i'm so uh, i'm very happy that you asked me and it was something out of the blue that kind of made my day because i've been working like a madman and then i saw it and i was like hell yeah like let's go hell yeah bro this is started something new i mean if you want to come back please man please do of course, whenever, just send me the bat signal or the send me the mat signal, dude. Yes. You like that one, too? Like the mat signal. Oh, that's the first time I heard that one. I'm going to I'm gonna borrow that if that's okay. That's fine. Hey, take it. All right. Well, yeah, dude, let's let's definitely uh, continue the, this. And, I mean, you'll be perfect for it. And, and that, that made my day hearing that you want to keep doing it. And. And it made my day when you said yes. So I'm so glad we could do this and we'll continue to do it for sure. But for the first appearance, we usually end the podcast with something called the Prowse Questionnaire. And that's just 10 short but deep questions. And everyone's first appearance will answer this. And with that, let's rock and roll with it. You ready? I'm ready. So what's your favorite word, Matt? Uh, Favorite word? Is probably hooligan. Hooligan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one, actually. Excuse me. What's your least favorite word? Uh, trigger. I just feel like it's a weird, weird word. Trigger. Like yeah. the way that people use it nowadays, I just think it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. One of my f- most nerve wracking things when somebody says it to me, don't have trigger finger. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I, when I. <laughs> 
when I worked, when I was interning at Sirius XM radio, you know, you have the, the ad set up, you know, the commercials mm-hmm. and like one of the few times I messed up and he's like, don't you trigger figure it and put the commercials too early. And I did like five seconds early. Like it was no big deal. I don't think anyone would notice unless you're a hardcore radio person, but right. Every time I know what you mean. Every time you hear the word trigger figure, that just sets it off. So, well, especially for something like that, like there, the people that work in that type of like entertainment industry, like radio, TV. Oh yeah, they're all crazy about their timing. So I, I know how nerve wracking that probably was for you to do that. Man. That was probably crazy. Oh, I thought I was done. I was ready to write an apology letter and everything, <laughs> but he said just don't do it next time and haven't used it since. But every time that word trigger figure for the rest of my life, I'm always calm with it after he said that. My third question for you. Now, this isn't necessarily a sex sexual question. If somebody has answered it that way and, you know, that's them. But this is more of a fulfilling and life question. But what turns you on in this world, Matt? Um, making sure that I will always be, you know, I'll have, I'll, I don't know how to, how to even put it together. Making sure that I'm always set, you know if I have to work, work hard to get to a point where I'll always be okay, you know, that's what makes me, you know, truly, honestly, like really, really, really like makes me happy. If you want to say turns me on, that's what turns me on. Oh, that's a very wholesome answer. I appreciate yeah. that. What turns you off in this world? What'd you say? What turns you off in this world? Oh, uh, people that are too codependent on others. Tell me about it. <laughs> Gotta no. be, you know, all about self you know what i mean get some help you need people need help nowadays but you help each other but don't be too codependent you know what i mean absolutely definitely give a helping hand pass it on but don't depend on these people be yourself what sound or noise do you love um that one like little vibration like kind of echo noise and oh yeah with that uh they call it the fork Ding. Yeah, exactly. The tuning fork, whatever uh, it is. I know what you I mean. Like. Yeah. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate? So, I work uh, at Enterprise, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. we have to take a razor blade on a window to scratch off lettering. Oh, uh, that I'm I'm thinking about it now, and like my jaw is like locking up. Like I'm hearing it in my head, and that's the worst. That's the worst sound. It's like similar to a nails on a chalkboard type thing. I know what you mean. And shouts to Enterprise. That's where I got my car. That's where I got it. I got you, bro. I, I got you, bro. Yes. Shout Seriously. out Enterprise for Big fan. Great monthly payments and uh, no complaints here. True. Kelly Blue Book. Shout out to Kelly Blue Book. What is your favorite curse word? Probably, probably shit. Probably shit. It's always like, <laughs> oh, shit. Like something like quick, oh, shit. Or she. Like that one, what's his yeah. name, that actor? She. Shit. Or like, man, what this shit sucks. That's my favorite yeah. when you use that. <laughs> what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I want to try and uh, do television. Go back to what I did as an intern. Uh, oh, hell intern yeah. Fox 5. It's a lot of fun. Definitely. And it's never too late, too. You got my support with it. Yeah, you know, hey, mid, mid, mid 20s, you know, still got some time. So we'll see what happens. Absolutely, dude. And if I see any openings, 
I'll let you know. Give a shout. Absolutely, <laughs> dude. Absolutely. What profession would you not like to do? Um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like like a zookeeper. Because <laughs> you know, you'd be like, "Oh, I'd love to go see like these animals," but then you also have to go to the other animals that are kind of pieces of shit. You know? Oh yeah, the ones that are mess around with you and are mean. I know what you mean. Shit every now and then, you know. You definitely appreciate those people who help those animals out, but yeah, gotta have a special type of patience built differently. And my final question for now is: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Probably like I'd probably love to be like, bro, you did everything chill. Welcome to heaven. Welcome to heaven. Well, my favorite lies from this is the end. Welcome to heaven, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be me. Bro, Matt DiMatteo, one of the greatest to ever do it. Thank you so much for coming on. And I love you, man. You are the man. And thank you so much for coming on. And I can't wait to have you come back. And let's definitely hang out in person very soon. I'll be in touch with that. And like I said, I'm always in the neck of the woods. And uh, we'll definitely make some big moves. Tell Shannon I said hello. And best wishes, man. I can't wait to continue this, man. So happy. We Thank you, Matt. To do this. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate everything. I'm happy to be on. And I'm happy to be on in the future. Oh, man. Music to my ears. That's the great Matt DiMatteo, and we'll catch you really soon, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you. One of the world's greatest, Matt DiMatteo, everybody. Big shout out to him. Great job today, my friend. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube and get exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. What a great and successful Monday episode with one of the world's best. We're back here again on Thursday, May 27th, and it's time to do this month's Shot of Reality episode. So you know what that means. Caitlin Williams is coming back to answer your Shot of Reality questions and submissions. If you want to have your question, your situation, your desire to find out information, if you want me and Kaylin to help you out and help you through your situation, go to our link tree in the episode description below and submit your shot of reality question or submission and we will have it all settled and figured out and we will help you through what you're going through with the most honest humble and entertaining advice we got your back me and kaylin this thursday shot of reality number three and again we're gonna record this tomorrow on tuesday for a thursday drop so be sure to make your submission again on our link tree in the episode description below or go to our social media pages whether it's instagram at productive conversations podcast or twitter at prod convo pod there will be a link to that link tree and a link to our shot of reality submission page and we will help you out if not thursday's episode then definitely in the june edition shot of reality and me and kaylin got your back so it's going to be a fun show on thursday i couldn't thank my guest enough matt dimatio thank you so much for coming on the productive conversations podcast my friend you were incredible thank you the audience for tuning in 
every single week. I could not do the show without you, and I love and appreciate every single one of you. Be sure to have a good start to your week. Be sure to make us all proud, and be sure to make yourself proud. Let's go, Knicks! Let's have some fun. And again, I will see you in a few days with Kalen Williams doing Shot of Reality number three. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I want to say so long, farewell, and I will see you in a few days. All right, make some history, my friends. Peace.